Welcome back to the Barefoot Punch. I'm your host as always, The Mug, your co-host, The Pope, and The Modeler is with us as well. And of course, we take our inspiration from The Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2022 AFL and NRL season. And it's a big welcome, first of all, to the program, to The Pope. Uh, thanks for having me. I don't know what's coming tonight, but I'm excited. Twice in the last 24 hours, we've seen tweets saying big news coming tonight got no idea what it is but i feel i feel like i'm gonna sit down for an episode of yellowstone or something i'm that excited about what's coming up here without any knowledge so looking forward to the episode well uh mate we do have some uh we do have some big news uh, but before we talk about that it's a big hello and good evening to the modeler that's how are we good to be here again i know the uh the song might say christmas is the most wonderful time of year but i'm starting to think uh starting to think it might be this time of year uh, some exciting things happening, it seems. No, nah, it is, mate. It's uh, it's very exciting, and um, and I guess listeners, uh, we might uh, we might kick off with uh, some of the news. And if you would indulge me for a moment, because uh, I just want to take a bit of a stroll down the barefoot punter memory lane. Um, we first, uh, logical and myself first started this podcast uh, back in two thousand and nineteen, and. I'd been bugging him for a while um, to uh, to get something going. There was a bit of a gap in the market at the time, I thought, about some unbiased uh, betting advice uh, on the AFL. And, and I heard a podcast that Joe Rogan was doing and he was talking about um, he was talking about how he first started his podcast, just sitting in the garage talking with a couple of his mates. And, uh, and that really triggered me. I was like, right, that's it. We've got to do this. So we kicked it off in 2019. And then we had the opportunity and a lot of the uh, early listeners would know that we went over uh, to SEN at Little Birdie and, uh, and spent some time on that show for a year. And then the following year, which was last year, we came back uh, to the origins of the Barefoot Punter and, um, and we had uh, Pope on board and, of course, Logical. And we were doing some um, tip-ups via the mailbag and, you know, a lot, lot of love to those guys, scooting the guys over at Birdie, uh, Dicko and Pete and and Roden and all those guys over at the mailbag, you know, love those guys. And, and we had a great time over there, but thought the time was right to just come back and, and do our own program. And, and Pope and myself uh, had had the discussion around, you know, selling bets uh, for this year. And, and we both agreed uh, that we didn't probably, you know, have that, uh, even though we did it successfully last year, that we just probably didn't have the appetite to do it that way this year. So I'll talk more to how you're going to receive our bets this year. But um, but I guess not being affiliated with anyone and just going back to the old uh, barefoot punter, we really felt the time was right, you know, from the humble beginnings of just, you know, half a dozen listeners uh, in the early episodes of, I think I think the modeler might have been one of those uh, listeners in the early uh, <laughs> in the early seasons, you know, Zav, you know, um, a few of the guys that have been with us right from that, right from the get go, we thank you. And, uh, and now, you know, sort of hundreds and hundreds up, up towards a thousand uh, listeners each week. And we thought it was time and, and the right time to bring on a wagering partner. And, uh, and I'm very pleased and proud uh, to announce tonight um, that we're partnering with Top Sport. And uh, I'm very proud to do so. Top Sport have been in the caper for over 30 years. Um, Australian-owned, respectable bookie in the marketplace. And they'll take you on. They'll take your bet. Uh, Tristan and the guys are always there ready to, to, to take you on. Uh, if you haven't done so already, get, get over there and sign up. And, uh, and if you are 
uh, a member or you, you do business with them and you have the opportunity to choose, choose Top Sport, a great Australian company. And, um, and we're very proud and, and pleased to be associated with them. So that's the news, uh, the big news for this for this evening and and it was a really uh easy choice to uh, i might want to add when when we're going to 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 go and look for a, a partner or a sponsor um tristan was the first person i got in contact he was the company that i, I wanted to be involved with and um yeah very pleased and, and proud to say that, uh, that that's where we've landed so so just going back i did mention around how you're going to receive our bets this year you know we are uh absolutely committed to sharing all of the knowledge that we have and all of our thoughts and feelings around bets on a, on a week to week basis. We're not holding anything back. We're giving everything to you guys via this podcast. And if there are still bets that we see on the weekend, I'm happy to uh, punch those out on Twitter, whether it's from myself, the modeler, or indeed the Pope, I guess what that does do though, it gives us the freedom to not necessarily have to, uh, I know for myself, uh, do numbers on a Sunday afternoon, but trying to get a bet up for a same game multi on a Sunday afternoon game when I'm walking down the beach with the family or whatever. But um, but we're going to give all of our information up uh, to you, the listener, and uh, and hopefully you're going to be able to benefit that. And when you do, when you do benefit from that information, uh, very soon we're going to have a link on Twitter and we'll have a link. Um, I've got a website coming soon where you'll be able to provide. Uh, tips for tips um we'll have the barefoot collection tin um if you've had a good win on the punt you'll be able to just send through whatever you like you know five bucks ten bucks uh whatever you can send as much as you like but um but whatever is uh commensurate with uh with what you believe to be good value you can just send through a little tip if you don't want to send through a little tip that's up to you as well but uh but please know when you do so um top sport have a tremendous charity called pass it on clothing uh, that helped underprivileged people in Sydney that are lacking a little bit of clothing. And um, and we're, we're more than happy to jump on board with them. Top Sport will, for every dollar that we receive through the Barefoot Collection team, will actually match that dollar for dollar and then pass that on to charity as well. So um, so if you've, you feel like you've received good value, please know as well that that's going to be matched dollar for dollar um, by, uh, by Top Sport and that's going to be passed on to charity. So um, some great news to, uh, to kick off the show. So Pope, uh, we've been talking about it um, the last couple of weeks now. We had the NRL futures. We've got the AFL futures uh, kicking off in a, in a week and a half. Well, what is it? About eight days now, isn't it? So, so not far away to go on the AFL. So uh, let's jump into some of that now. Let's do it, Mark. Let's, you teased last week, you gave the listeners a little bit of sampler of what is in store. So let's get underway. The start of the year obviously presents a few unique markets that you don't get at any other time of year. Probably the, the most interesting one from a punter's perspective is season wins. Is there anything in the AFL season wins that you like with any of the teams? Yeah, so I guess the way that I sort of approach this um, to Pope, you know, I probably don't have the um, the same background as you guys uh, in the way that you will look at this with your models and so forth. But what I'm trying to do here is look at some what I think are inefficiencies. So using the market um, to my advantage to actually um, pick some holes in it. Um, so um, so the way that I, I, would, I would do it is, is look at last season, um, 
match that up. And, and I guess that's what the bookies are doing on the large part. They're taking most of their information from, from last year, where everyone finished, et cetera, et cetera, applying a bit of uh, look and feel and then coming up with a, a season wins uh, line. There's a couple of teams where I think the lines are over and underrepresented. And uh, I, I sort of alluded to it last week in the top end teams uh, being really hard to stay at the top. I think the dogs are overstated in their position um, for the season uh, over under wins. They've got the line there at 15 and a half. Dogs won 15 games last year, Pope, and uh, they finished fifth on the ladder. And that 15 and a half, I mean, that's that's sort of breaking on in, you know, that's sort of top four uh, material. And the thing that I look at and, and wonder about with the dogs is do they improve on what they did last year? And if so, why? Um, what they're also running into now, the other thing that I look at when I'm looking at this season wins um, equation, because you do get a real snakes and ladders effect of the way that the AFL draw works, is that the dogs now are coming into the, the most challenging um, champion data rated draw um, it, for, the, for the whole season. So say what you will about champion data, but um, it, it rates their, their draw as the hardest. So you've got that expectation of them improving. You've got a, a much tougher draw. And I look at their team and I just, I, they had a trip, you know, they had a good year last year. There's no doubt about that. But does the bond get better? Does Libba get better? Does Trelaw get better? Does Dunkley get better? You know, where is the improvement actually coming from in this side? I think they've got a really poor back line. I think um, their forward line is a little bit one trick. They've got uh, Aaron Norton up there. Don't get me wrong. I, I love the way he plays and love the way he goes about it. But, you know, Bruce, he's still going to be a little while away. And, uh, I mean, I don't really rate him anyway. And, um, and Waitman, you know, maybe he could be the the X factor that gets them going. Jamara Yugel-Hagel, um, Yugel-Hagen probably hasn't come on the way that they would have liked just yet. So, yeah, I, I just don't, I just don't see the the dogs uh, really breaking beyond that point. So you can take that Pope, you can take that line and then look at, you know, a couple of other bets that sit below that. If you want to go miss the top four, um, I think it's moved a little bit overnight from $1.98 down to $1.80. Um, but there's a couple of different ways to get with the dogs there. So I'm, I'm selling the dogs uh, as a starting point, Pope. The other ones I spoke about last week that I'm selling is Melbourne. Um, and uh, I gave the reasons why last week. I just think that that price is too short. I think it's moved from $4 to $4.40 over the course of the week without a game being played, which is interesting in itself. Probably just shows you that that price was, you know, definitely not right last week. I still don't think it's right now. Uh, just think it's so difficult to front up and, and do it again. And you got to remember with Melbourne, they had the absolutely perfect season last year. They get the tough draw. You know, they, they came from outside the eight last year, don't forget. So they had the soft draw last year to get where they got. Now they come in, you know, like the dogs, right up the top of the, the, the draw. So they got one of the, the tougher draws for the year. Uh, everything went right. They barely had an injury. Also, too, no crowds at times, I think, actually helped the Demons last year because they're not playing. You know, the Ds are pretty poorly attended uh, team. You know, the Demon supporters won't like me saying this, but, um, but they've got a pretty weak fan base. Um, so I think actually having no crowds uh, actually helped them last year. Now they, they get back to having crowds. They're going to have to go into some hostile territories in some big games. And um, 
And again, the D supporters won't like me saying this, but if there's anyone that can drink their own bath water too quickly, uh, it's the D. So uh, I think they've been getting a fair few pats on the back. And um, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch them over the course of the year, but I'm potting them for that flag. I'm also going to pot them. I'm just trying to find a bit of uh, value uh, because that's a $1.29 shot, Benny, to uh, reverse them out of the premiership. Um, so that's uh, that's not probably too exciting for our, for our listeners. Um, but if you want to pot the Ds a little bit harder, um, feel free to take them to miss the eight. Um, that's sitting down there at 650. I would like to see Tristan and the boys have that price a little bit higher for me, but um, but uh, but you can pot them to miss the eight. And and some people might be uh, sitting at home falling off their chair, going, "Mug, what are you? What are you? You're going crazy, are you?" Um, it's happened twice in the last five years that the team that has finished on top of the ladder has missed the eight the following year. Um, Adelaide managed to achieve that feat after finishing on top in 2017 and Fremantle also achieved it back in uh, 2015 and 16. So um, well, maybe six, six, six or so years it's happened twice. So it's, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. It's, and it's one of those things when you sit here at the start of the year and go, oh, yeah, no, Melbourne, they'll go, they'll make it, they'll make it, they'll make it. We know every year, Pope, there's about three teams that come out of that top eight. It's really hard to pinpoint who they're going to be, but, you know, at the price, uh, I don't mind the idea. Strong start here from you, Mum, just selling both the grand finals from last year. I like it. There's an old saying uh, in betting, isn't there, lay the favourite, uh, Pope? Uh, you'd be quite familiar with that. Um, then the other one that I'm buying, and uh, I think these guys are uh, underrepresented in the marketplace, and um, and that's the Swans. They uh, 15 games uh, last year, and they've set the line now at around about 13 and a half wins. And... Um, you know, I'll, I'll just eat my hat if they don't. Uh, I think you can take them. It's a bit short to make the $8.55, but I actually think that's still not a bad bet. Um, and then you can um, send your odds northward by by getting a little bit aggressive. You can take that line bet over 13 and a half. You can get up to the top four. I think there's around about $3, $3.10. Um, and if you're uh, if you're feeling um, really, uh, really game, you can take that up to the premiership or minor premiership and premiership betting. Um, but yeah, I, I like to look at the Swans that over 13 and a half seems really attractive to me. Um, the top four, uh, you can go there as well at the $3 plus price. I don't really, I'm not really a big fan of, of premiership betting at this stage. Um, but you know, I think at $13 or, or whatever there, that they're as good as any at the moment in terms of a, a value proposition. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm buying the Swans, Benny. I just think they've got a, a great, um, raft of young players that are another year older and um, they've still got some great experienced warriors that still contribute and they've got a few of those middle-aged players now like Mills and Heaney um, even the Lizard now I think it's about fourth fifth season um, so these type of guys are starting to get good good footy um, they've got Laddams come across as well uh, from from uh, from Port so I think there's some really good good signs um, for the Swans so yeah man, I, I, I like what the Swans are uh, putting down and I'm excited to watch them play actually. I think they're well coached. I think they've only missed two final series over the last 10 years or so. I just think they're a really strong organisation and um, yeah, I, I can see them doing quite well again this year. Yeah, impressive mug. Mod, I'll throw it to you. I know you've punched a few numbers into your AFL model. What have you come up with? Probably 
focusing on, especially on those three teams and anything else you might have found that's significantly different to the market? Yeah, good hearing. Um, I might speak about uh, the D's and the Doggies because they're two teams that, yeah, likewise I'm sort of, uh, yeah, fading for the for the win. I've got the, the D's on about 14 wins and, and Doggies, yeah, one less than them. So, you know, a good two or three wins less than the topping line there. Um, and, you know, you can understand especially with the Ds, like, you, um, you know, bookmakers tend to keep the, the, the premiers safe in, in those kind of markets. So, you know, I can understand why Ds would be 16 and a half. But, yeah, I can sort of see them falling back to the pack a bit too. Um, the Swannies, interesting enough, I've got right on the market. I've got 13 and a half. So not much of a play for me unless you get, a, I guess, a juice price on the, on the overs somewhere. Um, and then the, the team I'd really like this year compared to the market is actually the Hawks. So I don't know, Mark, if you've got a, an opinion there at all about um, <laughs> their chances this year, but uh, I've got them going about four wins better than the market does. So Yeah, so, wow. Well, yeah. That's, uh, that's actually good to hear as a Hawks supporter, my love. But um, oh, maybe I was a bit gun-shy on them and, and didn't want to wrap them up uh, too much. I, I think we've still got a few holes, but... The Hawks did show at the back of the end of last year that our best is still, you know, as good as anyone's. I think we, what, drew with drew with Melbourne, beat the Doggies late in the year. Um, so our best is, is good enough. Probably depth, you know, I think depth is, is an issue. And I think our, I've, I, as a Hawks supporter, I've been saying it for years, our, our midfield for mine doesn't have enough variation in body shape. They all just seem to be, you know, Jaeger O'Meara sort of 5'11", uh, six foot type sort of just normal bodies um, as opposed to, you know, a big six foot four Paddy Cripps, um, Josh Kennedy type. So I think we miss that variation. And then we don't really have any breakaway speed either in that mix. Um, so, you know, we don't have that power out of there. But, um, yeah, so I'm probably a little bit less optimistic as a, as a Hawk supporter modeler, but um, – but, mate, I'm, I'm buoyed by the fact that you've got them <laughs> uh, doing a bit better than the market. So that's good. Well, as we say, Mug, when there's a lot between the modeler and the expert, it's exciting times, which has happened here on the Bulldogs and the Demons, which is good news for listeners. Play markets, Mug, anything? Yeah. I know, I know early in the season, but anything in Brownlow and Coleman specifically that you like? Yeah, so I had a, had a little bit of a look, look at the Coleman um, and I guess there's a few things that I want to try and look at when I'm, I'm looking at a Coleman and um, and look, they, they, these are pretty hard to predict. Show, show, me, a, show me a tipster or a punter uh, who regularly uh, hits these year in, year out um, and uh, I'll be impressed. But um, I guess all you can try and do is, is, is have a, a process and a system that you're hitting the value um, or you feel you're hitting the value each year and... Um, and hopefully every couple of years you'll, you'll jag one of these. And, um, and what I've looked at, I've looked at history, uh, looked at goal averages, um, looked at upside. So, you know, are there teams that have a bit of upsides from previous performance? Fitness, I think, is important. You know, do I want to be uh, pumping my dollars into a, a, a Buddy Franklin, even though he's been a proven goal kicker? Probably not because he's probably not going to play enough games to, to get there. So I think fitness is important. Price. Yeah, the other thing I, I also take into consideration is goal kicking accuracy. Um, that's uh, that's that's important for me too. So, 
So what I've come up with there, I like the idea, and I think he finished the year quite strongly when he got into the team. I think he benefits from spending more time in the team. It might sound counterintuitive, given that I've just potted Melbourne. Um, but uh, Benny Brown is a historical large um, goal kicker. He, I think he just missed the Coleman there when uh, uh, Cameron kicked about 13 or something against the Gold Coast in that last game a few years ago. So... Um, Benny Brown has been a seasoned performer when it comes to putting them through the big sticks. He's found his place with his new team. I know Fritch gets a fair bit of ball down there, but if the Ds are going to pump a few sides, which they no doubt will throughout the year, Benny's going to be on the end of a few of those uh, games. And as we know, Benny, too, um, with the Coleman now, it's um, <laughs> it's a bit more tightly contested than what it was once upon a time. So, as long as your goal average is thereabouts, you have a good year. You're going to be right in the race. So at $15, um, pricing courtesy of Top Sport, uh, I don't mind the idea of Benny Brown. Um, there's this this name uh, is going to probably throw a throw a few uh, noses out of joint. Uh, I know JT, uh, one of our uh, one of our followers and a, and a and a great punter himself. Uh, when I mention this guy's name, he might not be too happy with me. But uh, Matty Tabner over in the West, um, he's been a, a seasoned um, well, he's been a good goal kicker for Freo for the last couple of years. Um, he had a good goal average again last year. Uh, I think he was the same as Jack Rewalt. And um, he looks like he's got a bit of clear air injury-wise. He doesn't have a lot of competition um, from, a, from another big body down there kicking goals. And if Freo are to improve, which I think they do, um, he might get a through, a few of the bit, through the big stick. So I don't mind Matty Tabner at $17. And then the other guy that uh, at the price... Uh, I really like this one, actually, Benny. I think it's a good bet. Um, whether it wins, uh, <laughs> you know, that's another story. But I think it's a good bet. And that's the big Nick Suvalaki at uh, $34 from North Melbourne. Uh, kicked about 40, 42, 43 goals last year. I think North um, have a bit of upside. He's one out in the square down there. And um, he's their main avenue to goal. And if North are to improve, which I think they can, I think they've got some good young players. Um, I could see, uh, I could see Big Larky um, putting a few through. Now, the naysayers will say, "Mug, come on, man! Nick Larky playing for North Melbourne, Matty Tabner playing for uh, for Freo. They're not going to do it." Well, Harry McKay playing for Carlton last year did it. So, uh, so if uh, if he can do it playing for that mob, then uh, why can't these guys do it playing for their mobs? <laughs> um, so they're, they're the ones, uh, Pope, Benny Brown, Matty Tabner, and uh, and Nick Larkey at the prices. You promised research last week, Mug, and you come back with a healthy set, and you've, you've certainly done that. There's a few names in there that I don't think too many listeners might have expected tonight, so very thorough piece of work from you. No worries, mate. Then we've got a little bit of uh, rising uh, sun, and uh, again, you know, I've spoken about this probably for the last three or so years. The recruiters are doing the heavy lifting. Most of the winners of this Rising Star Award, particularly in the last 10 years, are coming from top 10 draft picks. Um, so you've you got to just go back and, and throw your eyes through those top 10 draft picks, who's coming through, and, and I think put some real weight and credence into that. The other things that you've got to consider, are they going to play enough games? Is their body ready for the rigours of, of AFL? You know, I look at uh, the boy Dacos. I think he uh, did some flashy things. I mean, when I look at his body, uh, I don't see a body that's probably going to hold up to the rigours of, of, 
of AFL for the full season. You know, he, he'll probably come in for, for game, maybe play two or three games, then drop out again. I, I, I could be wrong, but um, so I don't really like that. Horn Francis is is probably the obvious favourite. Um, you know, he's uh, he's coming with a lot of a lot of hype and, and rightfully so. But again, we see these short price favourites, these number one draft picks. I think Hugo Hagen was the uh, the favourite last year in this market, and he barely played a game. So uh, I'm not saying that that's going to happen to Horn Francis, but I think getting sucked into that real top end pricing um, can be a bit of a trap. Uh, maybe I'm showing my bias here, Hope. There's a guy that's going to play down back for Hawthorne uh, this year. He has a little bit of the Luke Hodges about him. I don't know if all the listeners will even know his name, but DGB, Denver Granger Barass, uh, is going to be a player, I think, for the Hawks. And um, whether it's this year he can string it together and get enough footy across the back line, I'm not too sure, but I like him at the $18. Uh, there's another young kid for, for Hawthorne who um, sort of, announced himself on the weekend called Josh Ward. Probably the price isn't where I'd like to see it, but uh, I think he's an exciting prospect at the 11. And uh, and I backed this guy, I think, for the rising star last year. Um, he's going to qualify again. A kid by the name of Braden Campbell from Sydney. Uh, I think is a really good kid. And uh, and you can get him for around that same mark, $10 at, uh, at Top Sport. So I like those three, Pope. Uh, I think um, I think at the prices, um, they offer a little bit of value, staying away from that real top end uh, of the market and uh, and getting into some more juicy odds. And good luck to Denver in his career then compared to Luke Hodge at this point. So I probably not too many people have, have seen him go about it, probably because he hasn't played many games, but also because probably not too many people had their eyes on Hawthorne last year in, you know, empty stadiums at MCG on a Sunday afternoon or things like that. But, but uh, he's got some real reckless abandon and some real mongrel uh, in him in the way he goes about it. As a Hawks supporter, I'm excited uh, to watch him, uh, watch him, watch him play. But uh, yeah, he's a good one. Healthy set there, Mug. Uh, anything else? On AFL? Mate, I think uh, I actually, I, I had this uh, thought the other day for the Brownlow and uh, and I was a bit disappointed uh, with what happened last night because um, uh, I, I looked at the stats and I saw the kid uh, got about 25, 30 stats last night and um, and I was a bit, I was a bit ticked off about that. We've got pretty short memories in this game. Um, last year, Rao probably didn't get to his best just because he was uh, just because he was injured and, and coming off some some serious injuries from the year before. But for everyone that uh, that remembers when he made his debut, he, he got nine Brownlow votes in his first three games of AFL football. Now the kid uh, hopefully is fully fit and ready to go. Um, I know it's you know he's obviously an outsider for a reason. Gold Coast potentially aren't going to win too many games. Um, but um, but at the price, Toppy got him up at 51. Uh, I think he's worth uh, just a couple of gold coins, Pope, just to find out and, and just uh, see where that might might end up. He's a he's a ripping guy, a ripping kid, and um, I hope he plays well this year and, and has a great season. So that's the that's probably the one that we'll just uh, put up there for for the Brownlow. I mean, it's such you can there's so so many good players at that top end of the market. Um, if you're wanting to go with one of the more tried and true guys, I think um, 
you know, around that $10 mark. Darcy Parrish, I think, really announced himself last year, and I think he'll have another really good season. Um, I don't think that's the worst bet in the world around that $10 mark. Jack Steele, probably the same. Uh, you know, he's, he's going to have another good year. And probably the other one that tailed off a little bit last year, again, we have short memories, but um, Brisbane are going to have another really good season. Lockie Neal looks like he's fully fit. And I think around that sort of uh, $10 mark, that's not the worst either. So they'll probably, I guess, of more of the uh, <laughs> uh, traditional bets or, or ones that people were probably more familiar with, I would say those those three. Uh, I don't mind the idea of those, but at, at the bigger price, uh, I think it's worth a couple couple of bucks on the kid to, to come back and see if he can replicate his uh, first few games and, and uh, take that across the season and, and see where he ends up. Picks the box that I've certainly heard yourself and the logical one talk about last year too with standout features as well for Flaming Red Hair. So there's there's also yeah. that aspect yeah. that's going yeah. through. He's a very distinctive kid and um, he, he's got a presence about him. There's no doubt about that. And I'm hoping uh, that in his third year, he can really stamp some authority on some of these games and, you know, make that team his own. And, you know, it would be, I think, good for footy to see Gold Coast and, and him doing a lot better. Well, you promised homework last week, Muggan. You've you certainly delivered this evening. Very thorough futures roundup from you and got the listeners excited for next week, I'm sure. Very good. All right, boys. Well, uh, did Modler, did you have any more to add to that on any of those Brownlow or Coleman markets? Did you have a look at any of that stuff? Yeah, no, I've, I've had a look, but I, yeah, I typically for the Brownlow especially, I, I tend to wait till the end of the year and yeah. once all the in and then run the model sort of, you know, in, in anger, you know, yep. at the end of the year. Um, so I don't, yeah, have a huge opinion now. I've, I've always made it sort of my end of season uh, top of the wish list to sort of have a Brownlow model ready to go in round one to update throughout the year. But, yeah, round one rolls around and I realise I haven't done it. So I kind of <laughs> wait till the end of the year and, and just, uh, you know, do it, do it once and, yeah, do it in bulk. So no no huge opinions there. But, um, yeah, don't mind Lucky Man either. I've got Brisbane doing... Um, uh, yeah, I've got them on top of the, the ladder in my um, futures calc. So, yeah, you know, Neil doing well, sort of augurs well with that as well. Yeah. That ties in. Yep. Okay, good. All right, boys. Well, let's uh, let's flip the switch and, uh, and let's get stuck into some NRL. So uh, the season proper kicks off uh, this week. Uh, we've got the Thursday night game, Pope, to, uh, to open us up. We've got Penrith. Uh, taking on the Manly Seagulls. So uh, a big opener here, the uh, the reigning Premier taking on, I guess, a, they get to top four in the end, Pope, Manly? They did. They uh, came home like a train and finished fourth last year. That's right. So uh, so we've got Penrith taking on Manly. We've got Penrith here, uh, $2, and um, and Manly Seagulls, $1.82, if I'm reading this correctly, which makes, uh, in my book, uh Pope Manly, the favourite, which I find uh, from my layman knowledge um, interesting. So the top sport prices, Penrith, $2, Manly, $1.82. We got a line at uh, $1.5 either way. Talk to us about this. What are you seeing? Well, when you hear the reason why their favourite smug, uh, the puzzle, the jigsaw puzzle will come together for you, I think. Cleary out today. Got names, so that's right. Okay, okay. Six points throughout the course of the day, so that's why we have Manly at around the dollar eighty mark now, and that's continuously moved in that direction. Got into about pick, and then post 
teams this afternoon for for the confirmation. It's kept moving Manly's way. So that's the reasoning behind that. The we're privy to model modelers' numbers here. I'm keen to get his view. If uh, he's probably if you want to start the year, he's got one to test him early. The second best player in the comp out round one. So can you get what models? How does the model, here? How does the model um, see this one, Modler? Yeah, throwing throwing uh, throwing him the sharks here. Yeah, I've, I've liking Manly a lot here. I've got them at about a dollar. Uh, what do we have? About a dollar thirty. I think I've got them. So yeah, uh, obviously with Cleary out, I think. That, with him in, I probably would have rated the game around Pigham. So to have him out, um, yeah, it's, it's what, what's that made it about a 10 point swing or something, Manly's way. So that's kind of showing what he's, what clear he's worth there. So um, yeah, big, big, uh, big first up discrepancy with the market there. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes on Thursday night. Fingers crossed, uh, you know, it follows the script. Uh, excellent, mate. All right. Well, there's, uh, there's one for the listeners straight away. And Pope, any, uh, any, Investment there for yourself or any lean for you? Yeah, for me, I'm going to disagree with the modeler here to some extent. If that price keeps drifting for Penrith, I think it's going to become pretty attractive for me. And usually how these major players been out, it does sort of keep going for a couple of days. I, I just think at home, crowds back, that's the other part that you touched on. Like it, It's going to be a very different environment to what it's been the last two years. Returning premiers, first home game, I think even I touched on them last week that they need to evolve, but they did concede 10, 12 points a game last year. I think that is a staple point. If you stop Turbo, I can probably still see them win this game on a in a defensive defensive slog, probably. So if that price keeps drifting, that's going to become pretty attractive to me. Yeah, okay. All right. Excellent. So a bit of a market watch there for the Pope and uh, and the modler uh, is loving the look of those sea eagles. Very good. Um Anything for Canberra Sharks, Pope? You want to go to that one? Yeah, back here, back uh, Cronulla now. Mug would be my tip. Probably I'd pretty strong on them in this game. It's been picked most of the week and they've gone in slight favourites now. And I think they're still a bet at the moment. I can only see that keep going towards Cronulla, them shortening as the week goes on. But I touched on the milk last year and I've put the mock on them again, probably 24 hours post our show last week. They lost their halfback for the season. And even though he's probably middle range in the competition, structurally, it's huge to lose your halfback at this stage of the year. You've had four months training and then... So who's that, Pope? That was Hodgson, is it? Is that it? No, no, Jamal Fogarty. So not one of the bigger names going around, but as I say, like a week out from round one, you've trained for four months. Structurally, they're the epicentre of most things in a team, the halfback. So to lose him at this juncture, I just think it it makes things very difficult in round one. So... Cronulla for all their upside with new players. Let's see if they can go down to Cam and get the win. But I think at the price with that in mind for, for the Raiders, they are quite attractive at the current price. Okay, so a bet for you, Pope? Cronulla a bit for me, yeah. Yep, okay. Um, Modler, how did you see that one? Yeah, I've, I've got uh, the Sharks about a dollar eighty there. So, yeah, when teams came out, I think, as, as Pope mentioned, it was roughly picking and it's come a bit Cronulla's way now. So, uh, Yes, slight slight length on his way. Yep. But, um, yeah, not much, not much difference from the market there. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, and Pope, I, I don't know if you want me to go through. I can go through all of these games, or is there uh, a couple of games in particular that jump out for you? Yeah, probably. There's a lot of one-sided ones coming up with the favourites, so I'll probably steer clear of those. It's hard to have a view. Mother might disagree if he's found something in his set of numbers, but for the most part, those 
one sort of games round one. It's sort of hard to get have too many views at this stage of the week. Um, that might change as the week goes on, and we'll deal with that as it comes. But the Warriors Dragons is probably the other interesting one that we can we can touch on there, Mug. Um, I heard some uh, I heard some good judges talking up the uh, the Warriors that potentially could be a a uh, wooden spooner um, and that St George were going to be an, an improver, um, yet that market looks to have them pretty tightly uh, wound together. So talk us through that. Come a long way in the last few weeks. So I think Warriors were at minus four and a half a fortnight ago and, and it's kept moving that way. But I can probably still make Dragons a bet in that one. I'm, I'm probably a bit more bullish on the Warriors in theory than what some judges have them. I, I think they've actually got in their key positions, a pretty good range of players in the six, seven, nine, and one. But I do like the Dragons in this one. We, we sort of touched on last week that they've sort of been a pre-season mover in market and perform well to control games, especially Cherry Shield. So I think they're still better in that pick up in that game. And again, it'll probably be early there. I think they'll start favourites quite comfortably come... Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon, I should say. Yeah, so Top Squad's got that uh, Dragons dollar eighty seven uh, Pope. So you're you're happy to get involved there? Yeah, I, I still am at around yep. that bigger mark or dollar eighty five, dollar eighty seven. Yep. Okay. All right. Excellent. And Modler, I, I see um, you're pretty uh, connected with the market there. I think is that right? Yeah, I've, I've got them about a dollar sixty St George. So so I'm, yeah, probably at the dollar eighty seven. I'd be happy to to take that as a bet. So it's sort of followed on from how I had them in the futures markets last week. I'm pretty bullish on St. George and that's obviously okay. in the round one. So. Okay. Excellent, mate. So, uh, so Pope and the modeler are singing from the same uh, hymn sheet in that one listeners. So that's uh, one to definitely uh, take note of. Uh, very good. Uh, all right. Moving down the page. Uh, then guys, we come to the Sunday afternoon game. And, uh, and this was one that you spoke about the wooden spooners last week, Pope Canterbury Bulldogs, dollar 95 North Queensland Cowboys, dollar 85. Um, up at uh, up at Cowboys Stadium, uh, what are we seeing here? Uh, Mother Mother minus different. I wouldn't go with this, near this with ten foot pole. Mark, I'd be steering clear of this one. You got Cowboys second favorite for the spoon, and Bulldogs uh, a big question mark with the new players. So I am steering clear in this one, mates. To be honest, it might be a few other angles, but two teams with a lot of uncertainty. I'll just watch and learn in Sunday night, I think. And uh, Modler, I think you've got a slight lean here. Is that right? Yeah, slight lean on Canterbury. So I guess on paper they've they've um, you know got a, a few decent players in it. All as as perhaps alluded to, it always um, it's always a big if how they gel and and yeah, it's it'd be good to see how they go around one. But yeah, I guess you know just rating the players as as their names. I'm like, yeah, slight lean for the Bulldogs there. And is that enough for a bet for you, Modler, on on that one? Uh, yeah, it's probably I've probably got them two to well, about two to four points different from the from the market there, so I'd probably have it have about there. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So uh, so something on on the dogs. Okay. Good. So I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, there, um, uh, Modler, you were keen uh, up the top on man uh, manly, uh, very keen on manly. If I'm not mistaken, yep. um, Pope, you like the sharks. Um, both of you. We're uh, keen on the Dragons, uh, which is one to uh, to take note of. 
And then the modeler at the end um, also likes a little uh, piece of the dogs. So, boys, was there any other uh, games there that you wanted to talk to um, before we uh, we look to wrap things up? The one for me would just be keeping on totals this weekend, Mug. They, on paper, look a little bit higher to me currently with all factors considered that Sydney's still got some lingering weather later in the week and it, it becomes a bit more intermittent, but... Generally, they, they look pretty big numbers, I think, for round one, where historically it takes a while for attacks to gel. So maybe just keep an eye on that yeah, one. I certainly are, think... you th- are you thinking a big multi-unders wrought, Benny? Is that, uh, is that what we're thinking? Probably not an eight-legger mug. Let's, let's probably look how how it is officiated Thursday night to get a bit of a steer for the rest of the week. Because there is, if they're quite draconian in how they officiate foul play and players going to be in, then that's... Theories out the window a bit, but the 42 and a half, 43 and a half on Thursday night, I really like the unders in that game. As I say, if Penrith, I think they just probably play route one football a little bit without Cleary and still on the back of their defence. So at home, I think the under 42 and a half is, uh, is a really good bet in that match. And then the remainder of the weekend, let's just see how they go about officiating. And from there, we can probably learn a few things for the remainder of the weekend. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, very good. Well, guys, that's uh, that's been comprehensive. You know, we started off with the big news around uh, and having Top Sport on board, and uh, and we're we're really pleased that they they've joined us and uh, excited to be able to to talk to them throughout the year. Um, we've uh, spent a bit of time going through the AFL future, so hopefully some uh, insight there uh, for the listeners. And then we've uh, had a com- comprehensive wrap of uh, round one. Um, for the listeners there for the first week of NRL footy. So a great, uh, great show, boys. Uh, thanks as always to the Pope. Thank you very much to the Modler and uh, Pope for the first time this year. Can you sign us off? Gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win. <laughs>